0: Let's get this show on the road. Okay.
1: It's recording. Hey, Hill.
0: Hey, Jenny. Guess what? What? We're going to New York. We are going to New York? can't believe it. Just for fun. (laughs) Just for no reason.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We got tickets to see your Bono at the Beacon Theater. Opening night of the book tour. We have to eat ramen for the rest of our lives.
0: <laughs>
1: we went to, my husband and I took our kids to the killer show the other night. And we were debating eating dinner at home or going out first. And he's like, can we afford to go out now? <laughs> <laughs> i was like no but we should anyway
0: <laughs> yeah that's funny
1: i do oh, want yeah, my- to apologize sinners that my voice is extra extra grumbly today
0: i apologize it sounds fine it sounds
1: mm. doesn't feel fine but sorry it's okay
0: well yeah we um so, we're going, and we're so excited, and you will have full reports of everything.
1: Everything.
0: More <laughs> than what you want to hear, probably, maybe. Depending on
1: <laughs> Very <who>. much so.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, it's, uh, I just, I can't believe it. I can, it had to happen. I keep saying that, like, that I can't believe it, but of course I believe it. Um, but just congratulations to everyone who got tickets. It was a a very um, harrowing process. A lot of people are angry because the pre-sale pretty much came up with nothing. Um, but I don't know that I'm, I'm angry. I understand. I understand. They can't put all the tickets. Right, retail. like they can't sell out before it goes to the public. um what I right. don't really like was that they had a a you go you check in like you go into a waiting room and then they put you in a queue, but the queue was random. it wasn't like first come first serve, yeah, and that is the part I have some issues with, right um, so. Yeah, so it didn't go smoothly, but I I understand that understand they could I mean they're very small venues. I understand that they couldn't put all the tickets in the presale. Right. But, um. So and I'm I know that the people buying from the presale were not scalped. I mean, they weren't all scalpers. Like, that's just not... And that's what people are saying. Right.
1: Right. I I, I mean, maybe there are a few that have YouTube.com memberships. What pisses me off is that, like, you know, you can go to StubHub or Ticketmaster Resale or whatever for any of the shows, and there's a gazillion tickets for resale.
0: Right.
1: Which... Obviously, it means people were buying them just so they could resell them for a profit. Right. And then I just, I don't know how you ward those people off.
0: I don't know, but. If they're um,
1: people, the, it's different if they're computers.
0: Those, but the, those tickets were not there until the public sale. Did you see any tickets that were resales? from the pre-sale?
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I'm just mad that it's so many apparent scalpers got tickets in general.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's no way that, there's no way that, I mean, the way that they stopped that punishes the rest of us too. Right. So I don't have an answer to that, but we got tickets, and I'm very thankful. And, yeah.
1: Uh, and let us know if you're going to New York.
0: Please let us know. because Please. We'd love to be able to say hi to as many people as, as we can.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You should have, like, a giveaway. You should have, like, Ooh. a a merch giveaway or something if i don't know what but if people if you come if you find us i don't know how you would identify us but if you find I mean, up, our pictures
1: right. you can find our pictures
0: yeah well yeah if you find us we'll have something to give you
1: yeah oh, i like that idea
0: yeah so come find us and um good luck <laughs> good luck finding us we're not telling you where we're sitting that's for sure yeah but if you just find us out in the wild um <laughs> anywhere in new york <laughs> you just we'll be yell somewhere on and- the
1: upper west side
0: <laughs> yeah if you yell if you just are randomly somewhere and yell garden tarts if we hear you we'll answer loudly yeah.
1: I love this idea. More details to come.
0: Yes. We need to plan that a little better. Yeah. Um, I do. That would be fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like it.
0: Um. Okay. So tell, okay. You were going to tell us about your killers experience.
1: Was oh, killer- I wanted to talk about this. So, oh my God. I love the killers so much. And I admit that I was really into like their early career did not keep up with stuff and i'd hear something on the radio this or that and i'm just like oh my god this is amazing i need to listen to more killers and then i wouldn't but my husband and i took the kids who are now 12 and 15 and much better concert goers and know the big songs so that was awesome um i am also so i went to the rock hall inductions which was obviously a concert, but this was my first, like, band concert since COVID. I cried. The lady next to me cried.
0: Oh, my God. I
1: watched. watched, It was amazing. Anyway, that's part of the reason my voice is so toast. I'm very well aware. I've always had the hardest rock star crush on Brandon Flowers (laughs) since day one. My kids are like, he is fine. And I'm like, get in line. (laughs) 2004, I started crushing on him. But I'm well aware that he is very one of his main identities is his religion. And he's part of the Latter day Saints. Like, this is his thing. And as we're singing these songs along with him, I'm thinking, God, how much does he have me singing about my love for Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is a big-ass Bono move, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I actually did a little Google search. I forget what I searched, but I found an article. It was like what I searched, like, I'm not sold, but I'm a soldier. I was like, what What am I really (laughs) – And it's not, it's actually about war, but, or a veteran, but I found an interview with him actually from like a religious radio station or something saying how much he's a fan of U2 and how much he was influenced by U2 by being able to speak freely about his love for God and his spiritual journey through rock and roll. Right. So I was like, God damn it. I'm just getting preached to it. <laughs>
0: Everywhere you go.
1: ma'am, I did hear, this was like a year or two ago. I heard some talk radio and the, the quiz from a host was like, what is the most religious rock band right now? And they started listing like some really obvious people. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to say you, too. And he didn't. But he was like, the guy's like mentioning all these bands. He's like, no, it's the killers. And he like was naming all these lyrics. And I'm like, holy, like, yeah. Damn it. Why am I falling for those?
0: <laughs> Always.
1: So obviously we were never meant to be together because it's not my jam. So,
0: <laughs>
1: Mrs. Flowers, you're welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love him. He is like you said. You said in a, a text what a showman he was. I was. I saw him. In, I saw The Killers in a really small venue. Um, it was like a mini tour, like as rehearsals for their big tour. Yeah. And in 2012. And they, I was so blown away. It was maybe the second best non-YouTube show I've ever seen, ever. Yes. I, years ago, and I'm still kind yeah. of high from that show. It was just so perfect.
1: I was trying to figure out. He obviously, they obviously have a lot of influences. As any, I mean, and U2 is obviously one of them, like, what band that came out in the early 2000s isn't. But a lot of Elvis in him, a lot of Bono, and a lot of, like, maybe Freddie Mercury? I don't know, just the way he was, the front band And, bow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like, it was... I just. Want- his, I don't know. His movements are, to me, are very early.
1: Yeah. yeah, but they're very bold and specific in this. I don't know. It just, I just, you can tell he loves his rock and roll,
0: man. Yeah. Um, so good.
1: I was so blown away by him. And I don't, I know I've seen them before, and I'm going to guess it was on their Hot Fuss tour, which would have been their first tour. And I was... <laughs> I was with, I had a boyfriend at the time. He's now my husband, but (laughs) we weren't living together yet. And I really wanted to go and he didn't really, I was sitting in his house and he had all these roommates and his roommate Phil, you've met was like, dude, I want to go. And I'm like, is is this okay? (laughs) Can we do it? I'm down with this. Or like, can I go with your friend? And um we did. We met Amanda and someone she was dating at the time and someone else down there, maybe Kelly Meal or something. But before we left the house, So Phil so was like, Do you want to smoke a little? And I was like, Yeah, but I'm a real lightweight, so just a little bit. Just a little bit. He fucked like friggin' packed me a fucking G-bong that was stronger than he has ever done.
0: Oh, my God. I was like, what
1: were you fucking thinking? I was instantly comatose. Instantly. I bet you I haven't smoked weed since then. (laughs) (laughs) I took like a 20 minute power nap. Unco- I mean, against my will. And by the time we got down there, we're like, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We walked in this bar and Amanda's like, dude, are you all high?
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> we're like, no, we're fine. She's like, no, you're not. Damn it. That's so
0: funny.
1: Anyway, that's my killer's memory. The show's amazing. Go see them. I mean, if you want some good fucking rock and roll and a good fucking show. Their screen, the artwork on their big screen was fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous. They even at one point had a highway with Joshua trees on the
0: side. I wonder where they got that idea.
1: I mean, they are from Nevada and out west. but still. My shirt. Here's my shirt.
0: Oh, my God. It
1: has a Joshua tree on it
0: you had to get that. There was no other choice.
1: There was no other choice.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah. When I saw them, they played at such a small venue. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. There wasn't a screen. Yeah. It was just like nothing. This was like
1: a college size arena. It wasn't like the big basketball arena.
0: Yeah.
1: It was where our college team plays. And I forget. He said something else that First of all, he made comments about how, like, we're back. It's been so long. Like, like the he and the band were just really happy to be back on the road. And then he said something in the beginning. This is like the preacher came in. And then he turned into, like, you know, Bowie or Freddie Mercury or someone. He's like, we're here to spread peace, love. And as you love in Cleveland, rock and roll. <laughs> he's like his best, like Elvis fist pumps.
0: Oh, <laughs> God, he's so cute. He is. he is. I need to look at my pictures from that show because it was, I got some good ones. It was just such a great.
1: I was meaning to send you and Amanda a screenshot of the text exchange that my 15 year old and I had. I'll do that later. Okay. Because it was funny.
0: Anyway. Okay, so we have a lot, a little bit of a lot to cover. Um, Yeah. Let me just, so there's a lot going on, but um, this Sunday, the 16th, Bono will be at Cheltenham Literary Festival, which is in southwest England. He's gonna be speaking about his book, obviously. Literary festival. Everyone in the world apparently is also there. Graham Norton, Mel C, Nick Cave, Stephen King, Stanley Tucci, Jarvis Cocker. Like everyone in the world is also there. Wow. Wow. Um, Obviously, Bono seems to be headlining. Okay. Yeah. And then, um. By the way, we're recording this on October 9th. It will be airing on October 12th. This is episode 33 of season four, if you're following along at home. Yeah. So on this past Friday, the 7th, Bono spoke um, at the New Yorker festival. Um, His his, uh, evening was called a life in songs yeah a little bit it sounded amazing um right he did
1: our friend a few songs i was gonna say our (laughs) let's just keep talking to each other i was just gonna say our friends um pj and kelly from octune baby were there and we were trying to talk about it yeah but they were like pj was like i don't want to talk about it because what if it A spoiler for the book tour, but it's all online. It is, and of course it's going to be some of the same stuff.
0: Yeah. I
1: want their personal reaction. That's what I want.
0: I don't. I want to talk about details. I want to know what they felt.
1: I want their experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll get
1: them. We're coming for you, ladies. Anyway, as you were, you were talking about it.
0: Okay. Um, he did. Three songs, Vertigo, City of Blowning Lights, With or Without You, and a snippet of Sunday Bloody Sunday. He had two musicians backing him, Kate Ellis on cello and Jack Knife Lee on drums and keyboard. And apparently his sound guy was Jill O'Herlihy, as yeah. he usually is. He was interviewed by New Yorker <laughs> journalist David Rumnick. It was 90 minutes and 811 people.
1: 811. Yeah. That's like a third of the size of the book tour we're going to.
0: Right. So I was thinking that the, I think the only time I'd ever seen him in fewer people was at this. I don't know the exact numbers, but it felt like it was probably about the same number. Um, It's not a, a little smaller. It was a event I went to in 02 or 03. I can't remember, which was, times talks which i've since uh, i i've spoken about that in different episodes in the past Um, right but i forgot that we had seen him in a much much smaller venue totally forgot about it um but we have seen in a more intimate uh yeah capacity um (laughs) to see him in a church
1: that was weird though
0: (laughs) did that really happen
1: happen we're gonna have an episode about that
0: definitely except
1: how much do we remember
0: well we don't remember that much and there is a a small element that we cannot tell
1: this is true
0: (laughs) so (laughs) we can talk about what we did before we can talk about what lip gloss I wore, and we can talk about <laughs> Waffle House afterwards and the boom box. We did say hi to
1: him afterwards. We can talk we about did. that. Yeah.
0: We did. Just not have
1: in Waffle House. In Waffle house.
0: In Waffle house. But his assistant had this amazing um, jean, like almost like a trench coat on with embroidery on the back. I remember that. I don't remember that. I remember that. his... I don't remember her name, but it was whoever but we've been in touch with her, but I can't Yeah. There's
1: maybe Melissa, I don't know. I but, and
0: yeah. he opened a door and we saw his nose and his glasses and then he closed the door before <laughs> he was introduced. Yeah. But that was it. I don't remember. I don't remember. He, had,
1: he had like a boom box. He
0: did with but, but it wasn't like just music, it was like his vocals were on the boombox too. Soon <laughs> like he singing sang. Over himself. My imagination, well, we'll get to my imagination in a, in a little bit
1: because this was, we're to we'll have to do another Good Stuff yeah. app and we'll put that in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, this was for we'll, the heart we'll of America. we will
0: to talk to Garden Tart Amanda and see what she remembers too because yeah. I just we'll don't remember much. Yeah. yeah. But I remember, I do remember walking through the doors being like, are fucking serious? Like, <laughs> like what hell why did, did this just happen? Like <laughs> anyway. Okay, anyway. so let's talk about some notes that people Okay. Uh, do you wanna start?
1: Sure. Um uh, there are some takeaways. Um, we have to thank, I mean, a lot of people on Twitter, a billboard article, and I know AJ from YouTube songs was there. So people have been really good about doing some recaps. So this is where we got this information from, but he talks. And as we know, cause we've heard a snippet of it, that he edits his mom, his mother's death with him finding music. And,
0: which is the um, like, to us but but obviously it's the
1: theme it's a massive theme of the book it's a massive theme of the book yeah um he wrote the book because he finds it hard to surrender to people and things but he's working on that he talked about surrendering to his wife to his faith to all kinds of things i thought this was really interesting um he was asked if his bandmates had read it and he talked about adam and adam said that he felt drawn as like a caricature in the book which he kind of is a little bit for us (laughs) but not personally to bono but bono said that he just didn't want to get too personal because adam has his own story and it's not about Adam. So
0: I thought that was just that. I was res- absolutely respect that. I just thought yeah. that I mean, and I didn't hear it. I just read a comment about that, but right, in right the context, it kind of sounds snippy.
1: It does sound snippy.
0: Yeah, and he also
1: also but, said they didn't write enough about music.
0: Yeah, um,
1: which doesn't actually surprise me because we've just been listening to him talk about it a lot.
0: No, but it's, it's, I also think it's probably, I mean, usually when they talk about how they came up with a melody or something like that, I think it doesn't make a lot of sense because unless you're there to know what, what happened, I think it's right. probably hard to just write about melodies. Right. About music. You know, I, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't, Great music. I don't know anything about it, but I imagine it's hard for me to understand it when people do. And
1: my guess is that he does talk about, like, he specifically talks about Sunday, Body, Sunday. I'm going to guess he's going to talk about one and how that saved their band. I'm assuming that. Um, so I'm really intrigued.
0: Yeah. Really
1: intrigued. Um, um.
0: One yeah, of the things he spoke about, which I love. Oh, I loved how this how this uh, went in the article, the Billboard article that we read um, that, you know, I mean, we all know the story that Bono and Edge and Larry had um, kind of weighed their faith versus their job and figured that they couldn't have both of them right. and so they went to Paul McGuinness and said, yeah, we have this problem God spoke to us and McGinnis is like (laughs) God spoke to you does he know a lot about legal contracts does God know about legal contracts Um, and Banu said maybe they heard God wrong (laughs) (laughs) oops yeah that was hilarious
1: yeah I love this part Um, he was asked if Writing the book was therapeutic. And he said the time on his own was actually the most therapeutic thing because he's rarely alone. (laughs) And he called himself a shy typist, which (laughs) basically his fingers don't move as fast as his
0: brain. (laughs) Right. Which I I thought was I I think that's a, a generational thing too, though.
1: Yeah. I could see that.
0: Yeah. He when he was asked, I thought this was really interesting, too. When He was asked about marriage and he said friendship can outpace romance. And that's I don't know. That just kind of gave me chills. Like,
1: yeah, I get
0: that. That's another major theme of uh, of the book.
1: Right. Yeah, I know that. So that's what we do know that has happened that happened there. There's some more. I mean, u two songs has a great roundup
0: yeah.
1: of stuff. Um, we know we saw pictures of him filming with David Letterman for, we assume his Netflix series. My next guest right. needs introduction.
0: Right.
1: He's been recording stuff for u 2 X radio Apparently he recorded an interview with NPR. Like it's going to be <laughs> the Roy Kent effect. The Roy
0: he's, Kent. He's effect. there. He's everywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, there were, so this is something that that I say. I I was just surprised. I'm surprised by how far this is getting buried. Like every news cycle, it just seems like. You hear less and less about the fact that there's a companion album to this book.
1: Yeah, which apparently is pressed and ready to go.
0: 40 songs, and but we don't, like, that, that never gets talked about. No. And no one's talked about that, and that is something that, I mean, the book comes out in 23 days, I think. Right. And... No one's talking about the album, and like it's maybe the book,
1: book will include the album. Maybe. Maybe it'll be the box set. There's a thought that there might be a box set.
0: Maybe. Um. I. I also. So one of the things it with the book tour. Um. And this is just me being. I don't know. I, I find it interesting how sales <laughs> works in this day and age. Yeah. But, um. Th- there's a, a book when you buy a ticket, you get a book. Mm-mm. So <laughs> that helps. That's got to help book sales. Oh, it's just, like, just there, like buying a ticket and getting an album. Experience the album because yeah. every ticket, every single ticket got an album. So right. it's interesting how, you, how the charts work in these times. Um, but yeah, I don't know, but it's, uh, that album, I mean, wouldn't you think that we get, that would come out at the same time? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't it come out at the same time as the book? Like, wouldn't you need, don't you think that they should both happen at the same time?
1: And that you can buy them together.
0: Yeah. Or at least, again, at the same time. Right. So, right. I don't know, but I think that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, th- and yeah. no one's talked about that. So at the New Yorker event, fans were told by various people who we don't know who these people are. They're unnamed. Band's mm-hmm. um, next appearance will be at the Las Vegas Sphere shows in 2023. They were told it's likely that the Sphere shows will start September or October of next year and we'll run for about three months. So nowhere does it say that the sphere will be ready to open before November. Right. Right. The official sphere stuff is saying November, they will Absol- open in November. Absolutely. I think that's the earliest because I'm sure the construction delays with everything. Right. Um, but Whoever these anonymous people are saying that the shows at the sphere will start in September or October and I don't think that's accurate but I mean these these are all rumors so who knows I just would like to point that out but then and it says re- the rehearsals are for the show will start at the sphere next summer again it's not going to be open Right. It's not going to be ready until November. Okay, so it also says that the bands have plans for a stadium tour next year. But (laughs) the first, the next time they're going to play, this is all from the same source. Right. The next time they're going to play is going to be at the Sphere. So they're going to play the Sphere for three months, which then (laughs) takes you into what, January? Right. January of 2024. So the maths don't add up. But the this maths is just, don't add up. Obviously, stuff is going on. Stuff is in the works. Right. Um, I just, this is just, a, I guess this is just my point of saying don't believe everything you read right. because nobody yeah. knows. I mean, unless Bonus telling, no, no, <laughs> no. Larry is telling you this stuff. Do not believe it. Yeah. Believe a little bit of what Adam says. But no one else. Don't believe them. Um, if
1: Adam says something, I believe it. It just might change.
0: Yeah. Whatever yeah. Larry says, just hold it, you know, hold on to it forever. Because, you know, he doesn't speak. Right. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's my point. Is who the hell knows what's going on. But. I find it hard this is all hard to believe is truth when the sphere says they're not going to open till November at all like not at all and right. you know what we're reading says the band's going to start practicing at the sphere in September maybe to open air I don't without a stage who knows um a documentary there's a documentary I think we mentioned we talked about a little bit of this before Yeah, uh, that Bono was being filmed at Cedarwood Road in Dublin um, but he also the New Yorker event was recorded for the film um, and Bono did some footage at Webster Hall in New York which used to be the Ritz where YouTube played uh, for one of their first US concerts in 1980
1: yes so, yeah. I'll watch a documentary.
0: I mean, they, this all should be... Like, in a perfect world to me, it would all they would all be released at once.
1: And they've got a plan.
0: They do have a plan.
1: There's a lot. You also don't want to...
0: Overload.
1: You want to overload, super saturate. Like, I think you want people to read the book and then... Like, keep the momentum going.
0: I think that the the album and the book together are kind of a necessity.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that.
0: Not that we can't go through and listen to each one of these songs.
1: But these are rewrites. They aren't the same songs.
0: No. And I just really think that that needs, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm with you.
0: A documentary, like, I see that happening, maybe, like, if there's a whole you know, box set release, which is just another way to get us to buy another copy of everything that we yeah. already own. Yeah. Already have. Um, okay. So in business news, this has got to be a really interesting story that we know nothing about, but yeah. apparently you choose manager, Gaio series no longer with them. Um,
1: Terror- they are apparently
0: apparently parted ways.
1: Yeah. Um, we don't know. There's no confirmation other than a news story, but yeah. no confirmation from the band, anyone.
0: No, um, they are possibly moving a full stop management, which is chaired by Irving Azoff, um, who's the former CEO of Ticketmaster and was executive chairman of Live Nation. He is also tied to the Madison Square Garden Sphere venue in Las Vegas. So just yeah. that, that much, makes sense. the whole thing doesn't make sense. It's not like, but oh, that, obviously. Part. But that, da- that part right. does. so I have no idea, but I feel like it's gotta be a really interesting story.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I think that like a couple days ago was, guy's 50th birthday I saw a post of his on on Instagram okay so I have in my head I've had this what the hell is this book tour gonna be like I have so many ideas (laughs) floating in my head of what could come from this like what is it gonna look like and like my first thought was like (laughs) like Hee Haw meets Benny Hill meets Dean Martin who's laughing meets Saturday Night Live Like I I sitting on. I see Bonnie sitting on a pile of hay with like a martini singing songs from his lounge act which if you listen (laughs) to the New Yorker it seriously sounded like lounge act which we've been talking about for a very long time Um, yes yeah so he's singing lounge act Act songs on a pile of hay and then yells, like, live from New York, it's Wednesday night. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I literally had this written down for days now, like before the tickets went on, b- before anything came to, before we knew anything about the New Yorker. But one of my things was he's gonna like come out wearing like a top hat and recite the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> It just (laughs) sounded like one of those things you do in a variety show, you know? (laughs) But then if you look at the video from City Blinding Lights, he comes out in front of a drawing he drew of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Yeah. And so this is all like, oh, my God. Oh,
1: my
0: God. I typed all this stuff up, like, I don't know, last week, like whenever oh, you we told were, me,
1: you're like I have notes.
0: I've, I've been yeah. taking notes like that's been in here. Um, I could see him like playing a flute and dancing a jig or like, um, like, <laughs> you know, the episode, there's a lot of 30 rock going on in my head, but <laughs> that episode where it's like a flashback of, um, Tracy more of uh, Tracy Jordan like doing some break dancing routine at his high school or something. Yeah, like, yes. The boom yes. And he like falls and he's like, "Oh my coccyx. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I see Bonner doing some dance routine like break dancing or something, <laughs> and then I see him like take like taking a mic and running around asking questions like from the audience.
1: Like oh Phil my, Donahue, yeah.
0: and then right? coming back onto the stage and like yelling at everyone like Oprah, like you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> Maybe it's a red Fiat, and that's part of our book bundle. Ooh, I'll take it. Can it happen. I, me too. Um, so I, I talked about this a little bit too, but clearly he has to have a moderator. He's not just going to stand up and recite the Gettysburg Address. I mean, I mean.
1: He he could.
0: He could, <laughs> but I really think that that's not the best like flow. But if he needs right. a moderator, he should, we could be moderators. We're really good at that. We're really good at that, yeah. We did it for two years for the U2 conference. Um, we did. Yeah. And then in closing, <laughs> I apparently added this while we were looking for tickets, but Okay. Living living U2 is the the hardest full time job ever.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I mean I'm saying for us, we're living yeah. this YouTube life and it is a really massive full time job.
1: It is. And and we just lose money doing it.
0: Right. It's <laughs> I mean it I'd say it was a volunteer we volunteered. You know, we're volunteers to do mm-hmm. this.
1: No. we we're, we're,
0: we're we pay admission we pay to do our job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now we're like so, I don't know, we're in pretty deep now, so Yeah. But we
0: have been but you know hearing that the next if it's true that the next shows they do aren't for over a year yeah that makes me feel better
1: oh I'm fine with that
0: yeah um
1: 100 percent
0: so I think that's all um I mean it's a good job we've got a good job Just yeah the pace sucks <laughs>
1: Literally, it sucks.
0: I mean, it doesn't like a
1: who, vacuum.
0: It it doesn't for who we pay to do our jobs, but
1: right, <laughs> right. I mean, we do pay them, yes.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know what? It's
1: worth it. <laughs> we still have to work really hard,
0: though. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, this week no. goes to uh, the emotion of this week. But you know, I it's... I was telling a friend about uh, I was telling Lauren about oh. all of this because I haven't talked to her much lately. Um, and uh, she was like, "At least you don't have to wait a year for this." It's like usually we buy tickets and then we have to wait forever. It's
1: true. It is true. We don't have to wait a year, but I'm kind of. I'm kind of glad that all the anticipation and anxiety is so close together.
0: Oh, I I'm too. Like I just feel like it's it's kind of almost like instant gratification.
1: Right. Um, because otherwise it's like also like it's all the anxieties, anticipation. You get the tickets, and then you get to like take a deep breath. Right. And then a year later, you got to like
0: holy fuck, it's here now. Right. So. I know this is weird I don't know what made me think about this so when we were the tour was supposed to happen in 2010 but it didn't because Urban was back right like nobody talked about beforehand nobody talked about it nobody made plans like it was really weird yeah like I was I going remember. to sh- Chicago I was going you were pregnant I think right
1: yeah, 2010. Yeah.
0: Um, but we were going to. I mean, I was going back to Chicago. I was going to Toronto. I had tickets for all these places. Never talked about it. Never made a plan. Hmm. It was weird. Chris com- like- you commented on that. Like, why hmm. haven't we made plans for any of these shows? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like doing it. And uh, right. they didn't. Happen. But it was like it was collective. Like everybody did it.
1: Huh.
0: I think we had a vibe I, or something.
1: I did. Yeah, I went to it. Was it a Chicago show? I was pregnant. I was like kind of newly pregnant.
0: Yeah, it was or something. In, oh, no. Right. It was. The Soldier Field show.
1: Yeah. In oh, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sadie was born March 10th.
0: Yeah. Of 20. Well, I mean, you had a really good reason not to be making plans.
1: Right. I don't know that I, I had. Oh, I had some. I had a few tickets. Yeah. Because obviously tickets went on sale before I got pregnant.
0: Right. But I don't know what, like, I don't know what the why the rest of us didn't do anything. No one budged. On those tickets. No yeah.
1: One. Yeah, it must have been an intuition.
0: Yeah.
1: What can I say?
0: Because I remember at Adam um, and Marissa's wedding, talking to Uncle Charles and Chris about it. And we're like, we got to make plans, right? Like, yeah. And then no one did anything. Hmm. It was so Great. weird. That's weird. Yeah. Okay, well, I
1: think that was a lot
0: for tonight. It was a lot. It's a lot of information.
1: Yeah. And there'll be more to come. He's going to be all over
0: the place. So,
1: um I don't think we've seen. I feel like there was a picture of Edge recently, but I don't know where it was. There was.
0: Picture of Larry in the past month. I think actually in the past month we I think we've seen them all.
1: Yeah, we talked about that last episode. Yeah. But there was a newer one of Edge. Since the LAX one. Yeah. But it didn't say where it was. Yeah. So. Okay.
0: Well, exciting stuff. Lots well, happening.
1: Yeah. It's all so, happening.
0: So sorry we don't have anything for the POP file. Except for yeah. Or ending.
1: Yep. Well.
0: I Technically, this is for the POP file.
1: Until but next time.
0: I'll POP all year.
1: Until next time.
0: Boom cha. Boom cha. Boom cha. Boom
1: cha. Okay, crew.
0: Bye. Bye.